Hi, I'm Todd from Finish Line Financial, and this is Retirement Secrets, where we talk about what it takes to retire like you're a multimillionaire. Multimillionaires gravitate towards investing in alternative investments as a more savvy approach to retirement planning, as a way to protect their money and also to grow it. Today's interview is with Raj Kathari, a veteran of investing his own money in alternative investments, specifically directly in privately held companies. Raj has also made a name for himself as an advisor to owners of privately held companies, advising them and helping them grow their businesses. Today he shares why he puts his own money on the line by investing in private equity and why you win some and you lose some because not every company turns out to be a winner. Raj is the founding and managing partner of Cascade Partners, where he helps lead divestitures, recapitalizations, acquisitions, and other strategic transactions for their clients. Here's my interview with Raj Kathari. Hey Raj, welcome to the Retirement Secrets Podcast. We've been looking forward to having you on the show. Todd, thanks. Uh, really looking forward to the conversation today and, and eventually uh, discovering all the retirement secrets at some point in my life. <laughs> I like it. Hey, Raj, if, if listeners want to follow you or learn more, where should they go? Thanks, Todd. Uh, you know, you can always track us at uh, our website, www.cascade-partners.com. And they also put a, quite a bit of content and information out on the Cascade Partners LinkedIn site. So that can be another great place to, to see what we're up to here at, uh, at Cascade and the work of the whole team. Oh, great. Listeners want to check that out. Thanks, Raj. Tell us a little bit about yourself. So I, I guess I've been lucky, Todd. I've got had a split career, right? Spend the first half of my life uh, in the investment world as a, as a money manager, managing pension fund and high net worth individuals uh, in the past. Uh, and then I had really the honor and, and the, the fun of transitioning to working with private companies as an investor, as a deal guy helping buy and sell privately held companies. Mm. Um, and that's that's been my work for the last 30 years. So it's really been been a lot of fun helping folks, you know, create and, and uh, realize the value in what they've created. In many cases, help them grow and build those organizations, whether as an advisor or as a board member, I've been I've been lucky and be able you know have served on the board of ten or fifteen different companies and help them think through and execute their growth plans and that's really exciting and truly been a been a privilege. This is a part of our continuing discussion about how high net worth investors tend to gravitate towards investing in private assets. And Raj, you have a really unique perspective because you personally invest your own money in privately held companies. Tell our listeners a little bit more about that. Thanks, Todd. You know, I've had the honor of not just investing my own money, but I've actually run private equity funds investing in private businesses as well. So um, it's been a long part of my investment uh, portfolio personally. But honestly, it started with my work, you know, my experience in the professional side, having having managed pension fund money where we had uh, investments in private companies. And then, you know, Canley, um, as silly as it sounds, learning much more about it during my MBA program and recognizing, you know, the unique aspects of it. So as I switched careers and began uh, work in the private investing and 
the M&A world, you recognize the great, amazing companies that people build in what is a very, very, very inefficient market. It's gotten much more efficient, but it, it historically hasn't been very efficient. And that's an opportunity. And so I, I've been an active investor in companies um, for the last 25 plus years uh, because the return profile was attractive. They're not all winners. I've lost plenty of money, um, <laughs> but I've been I've been blessed and had the fortune of of doing very well with some of the investments um, because you I, I looked at it as a portfolio effect. I had to have different stages, different risk profiles, different types of companies that I felt like we could add value to, or I had insight or you know particular trust and, and confidence in the team. And again, having even done this as a professional, we screwed up along the way, right? It doesn't work out the way you thought it was going to work out. But, um, you know, it's been it's been very attractive. It's gotten more competitive and more the market has become much more efficient. Um, years ago, you could play in the smaller companies, the 3 million in EBITDA and under, and there wasn't a lot of competition. Today, there are private equity funds dedicated to going after that segment of the marketplace mm -hmm. and that materially changes the return profile the risk profile and your ability to find those opportunities so raj you mentioned something twice there that's um that's significant which is you mentioned investing in privately held businesses is less efficient um contrasted that perhaps to maybe public markets that might be more efficient could you maybe give a couple of examples of how private markets or privately held businesses are inefficient? And what does that mean from an investment opportunity? Sure. Well, you know, the public markets are exceptionally efficient, right? I can get a price on the stock every single day. And if I want out within reason, I can sell the next day, right? And if I'm not happy with the trend or the market or whatever, um, privately held companies, that's not the case. There is no, there is no easy, ready market. So when someone is selling an interest, in a private equity, private company for you to invest in as growth capital or a change of control, right? They can only go to a limited number of investors. There's no public exchange with millions and millions of people looking at it every day. And, and private equity is not, and private investing into companies is not for everybody. It's a very high risk, high return profile. So it, it doesn't fit for everybody. It didn't fit for me early in my life. I didn't have the wherewithal or the the certainty to say I can take this kind of risk. And, you know, at a different point in my life, I can do that. So because I can take that inefficiency, knowing that, oh, if I want out, I can't get out tomorrow. There's not an easy way to determine the price or the value. And the opportunity it creates when you're, you know, you're investing is there's not a clearing. So what I think the value is and what you think might the value is, might be different. And if I see the opportunity and you don't, then your value doesn't matter. All that matters is the value I came up because I'm the guy there at the table. Um, if that changes, right, if you and I are competing for the same opportunity, the value is going to change. Right. So it's it's basic supply and demand economics that drive that. So let me, let me ask you, if, um, as you have looked to um, place your own money, or if you, as you've been an investor for, you know, pension funds and in in other investors, how do you identify what might be? And maybe we're getting in the weeds a little bit, so you know, feel free to keep this at a high level if I take us too deep. But how do you identify 
what might look like a good opportunity versus one you might shy away from? Is it is it something along the lines of industry? Is it something along the lines of niche? How do how does Raj evaluate that? Yeah, and I, and so this is very much how do I look at it? It's not how other people should look at it or can look at it. It's just the approach that I've taken, which so is, is I'm really trying to believe, hey, is it a team that I can think and get it there? Have they done it before? Do they have the drive, determination, experience, and willingness to adapt to get us there? And, and part of it, it depends on what stage the company is at. Is it an early stage, early in its cycle? Is it later in its cycle? Is it a buyout? Changes some of it. But always has it got to be a great team because I'm not going to run it. Um, and then secondarily, is it a real opportunity that meets a compelling need and not a want? Mm. Um, and so really critical, the earlier you're investing, that it's actually solving a problem and it's solving, you know, a top one, two or three problem for the market that they're addressing. Um, for later stages, Hey, is there a real value proposition when I'm done buyouts? Is there a real value proposition? Is there a, a gap in the market that we can bring something that other folks don't have, whether it's capacity, uh, technology, engineering talent, what mm -hmm. have you, you need to be able to bring something different. And I've done phenomenal with B products and A teams, right? And I've struggled with A teams and B products. Oh, interesting. So when you've got a great team, they'll adapt and overcome and, and switch gears, um, you know, especially when we were investing earlier stage, um, you, you started in one place, but where you ended up was in a different place because the market shifted, the opportunity shifted. When you're doing buyouts today in this environment, it's no different, right? If, if I'm a retailer, right, for the last 30 years, well, if I can't adapt to e-commerce, I'm done doesn't matter how good the team is. So the, if it's got a really good team, they'll know that. They'll create that ad adaptation. They will go to where the market needs them. And in the long run, and investing in private companies is a long game. Hmm. Play the long game. Hey, Raj, is there anything else our, our listeners ought to know? Well, there's always the important legal disclaimer, right? We're active in the securities business because we're a broker-dealer. But we don't offer securities to private individuals and, and institutions. You know, our only work is with institutions. So this is really just my personal work and experience and not that of that of the firms or, or investment advice. Hey, Raj, this has been great. Thanks again for being on the podcast. Looking forward to our next conversation. Todd, thanks for having me here. And hopefully it was uh, helpful and insightful uh, to your listeners. Thanks again. Thanks for listening to Retirement Secrets. If you want to learn more about how to retire like you're a multimillionaire, please visit our website at yourfinishline.com. The opinions voiced in this program are for general information only and are not intended to provide specific advice or recommendations for any individual. To determine which strategies or investments may be suitable for you, consult the appropriate qualified professional prior to making a decision. Securities offered through LPL Financial, member FINRA, SIPC. Individual tax and legal matters should be discussed with your tax or legal professional. 
There is no assurance that the investment techniques and strategies discussed are suitable for all investors or will yield positive outcomes. The purchase of certain securities may be required to affect some of the strategies. Investing involves risks, including possible loss of principal. Alternative investments may not be suitable for all investors and should be considered as an investment for the risk capital portion of the investor's portfolio. The strategies employed in the management of alternative investments may accelerate the velocity of potential losses. Any guest speakers, along with the companies they are associated with, are not affiliated with or endorsed by Finish Line Financial or LPL Financial.